And as I've spent the better part of 10 years studying the history of the modern state of Israel, I've come to the conclusion that I am a Christian who is pro-Israel and I'm not anti-Palestinian. When it comes to defending Israel, do you often find yourself feeling unprepared in conversations with your coworkers, family, friends, maybe even those in your church? We all know Israel is often blamed for the Palestinian suffering, but how do we answer that accusation? So today, Chris speaks with Itamar Marcus of the Palestinian Media Watch. Itamar will give us the answers to some of these difficult questions. Also, we're often asked here, if you were a friend of Israel, you probably aren't a friend of the Palestinians. It's an interesting question, but is it true? Chris deals with that and more in our short segment. Later, Apples of Gold, you're listening to the Friends of Israel Today, where we teach biblical truth for changing times. I'm Steve Conover. Let's join our host and teacher, Chris Katolka, as he welcomes Itamar Marcus by phone. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the program. I am Chris Katolka. Today we have a special guest. He will be on the next two programs, actually, which I'm excited about. And I know that this man will be a blessing to you and helping you understand some of the complexities and difficulties and what's going on in Israel with the Palestinians and the Israelis. His name's Itamar Marcus, and he's the founder and director of the Palestinian Media Watch. He's one of the foremost authorities on the on Palestinian ideology and policy. Edomar, great to have you on the program, sir. Great to be with you. You are the founder and director of the Palestinian Media Watch. Can you uh, help us understand what you do, what the Palestinian Media Watch does? Well, the what we do is we, we've been studying since 1996. We've been studying uh, Palestinian official sources, uh, official leadership statements. We want to know what the peace partner, Israel's peace partners, the Palestinian Authority, supposedly, and the Fatah, we wanted to know what they were really saying to their people, how they were educating their people. And what we have learned over the years, and it's reinforced literally, tragically, it's reinforced every single day, that there are two different worlds. There's the uh, Arabic language world for internal consumption, and there's the English language world for foreign consumption. Uh, Around the world, you have been hearing, for example, only the messages they want you to hear. But to their own people, they are completely, completely different messages, uh, hate messages, terror messages, uh, and it's, it's a constant, constant messaging coming from, from their people, uh, from their leadership to the people. The leader of the Palestinian Authority, it, for our listeners, is Mahmoud Abbas. And uh, I find it interesting that the UN, the US, the EU, they pour tons of money and support into this man that's well over his term. But yet the reality of it is his own people don't support him. Can you bring a little more flesh to that? Yes. Uh, Mahmoud Abbas uh, leads the Palestinian Authority. Uh, he was elected 11 years ago for a four- or five-year term to be Palestinian president. So he And he's refused to have elections since then, primarily because he's afraid he would lose to Hamas. Uh, so uh, he, he doesn't allow the elections. Uh, a recent poll found that 80% of Palestinians think the government has corruption. Uh, 65% wanted him to resign. So he, he he's not only promoting hatred against Israel, he has also not succeeded uh, with his own people because they see him as a corrupt as a corrupt leader who's refusing to have elections. Uh, on the Israeli side, it's much, much more lethal. And I'll just give you an example. 
released today as a as a press release. And if anyone of your uh, uh, your listeners wants to join and, and receive our press releases, I'll give you an address later on. But just for example, today we released that his his political party Fatah just produced a video, and the message of the video is that you should seek martyrdom. And what they did is they produced uh, a short video. Uh, they staged it and they showed three young teenage men planning a terror attack. Then you see them drive a car, you see them run over some Israelis, and one of them jumps out and, and slits the throat, stabs, or stabs in the back. And one of the Israelis um, says, the Israelis are killed, and then an Israeli soldier comes and shoots them. And what the message was, what the message was, seek martyrdom by killing Israelis. Now, this is happening right now. This was posted uh, yesterday by Fatah. Fatah is the party of Mahmoud Abbas. Mahmoud Abbas is telling the entire international community that he's promoting peace, he's not promoting terror. And yet, his political party is promoting murder and continues to promote murder throughout this entire period of terror. So Abbas is a failure when it comes to making peace with Israel, and he's likewise a failure with his own people because of his terrible corruption. Folks, we are speaking to Itamar Marcus, who's the founder and director of the Palestinian Media Watch, and we're and we're talking about uh, really uh, how the Palestinian leadership speak out from both sides of their mouth. And uh, Itamar, what is the perspective that the the PA, the Palestinian Authority, gives to the rest of the world? What when when they're speaking to the UN and the EU and the US? What does that sound like compared to what they say to their people? You already gave us one instance, which is horrible, but could you enlighten us a little more? Yeah, well, the, the basic principle of their message to the international community is that they're in favor of a two-state solution and that the conflict with Israel is territorial and that once Israel would withdraw from certain territories that they want, then there would be peace. Now, the, that is completely a false message, what they're giving to the international community. Uh, it's, an, it's a message that gets them international sympathy. But I want to give you, for example, what they teach their own people, uh, and especially what they teach their children on official Palestinian Authority-owned television. I'll give you some examples of quotes from recent, uh, over the last year or two, television programs for children. Uh, young girl on TV uh, reciting a poem by heart, Our Enemy, uh, Zion is Satan with a Tail. Mm. Now, that's official PATV, and we've heard it six times from children in the last few years. And and then not only do we hear that message of hate, but we also had the Palestinian Authority invited the author of that poem from Egypt to come to the Palestinian Authority. Uh, and when he did, they had a big event in his honor, and he went on the stage, and he also read the poem with the words, Our enemy Zion is Satan with a tail. Uh, and then he was given an award by the Minister of Culture of the Palestinian Authority. We've heard children on TV uh, saying that uh, the, the Zionists are the most evil among creations, barbaric monkeys, and wretched pigs. That's another poem filled with hatred. Those are just two of the hate lines. Uh, barbaric monkeys, wretched pigs, the most evil of creation. We've heard three children say this in the last year, and one of them I, was probably about six years old, and she also knew it by heart. Hmm. Uh, so what's happening is the, the Palestinian Authority is telling its people, and especially its children, that the fight and the war is against Jews because there is something wrong with the humanity of Jews. We're Satan, we're monkeys and pigs. Uh, they've also taught them that we're the enemy of God. Uh, and it's these messages which we feel today are actually fueling 
this most recent terror attack, this most recent terror campaign, which has been really 50% of the terrorists in the last six months have been uh, have been children, have been teenagers, people under the age of 18. So when you have 50% under age 18, and the and you see the messages that they've grown up on, it's this demonization, uh, and it's not just demonization of the Israeli. It's who they're taught taught to honor, and they're taught to honor the terrorists who've killed Israelis. We found, in the recent report, we published 25 schools that the Palestinian Authority has named after terrorists. Uh, There are three schools named after a female terrorist named Dalal Mograbi, who hijacked the bus with other terrorists, and 37 Israelis were murdered, including family members from the same family. There There were two children aged two and four were murdered, their mother was also murdered, the father's legs were blown off. It was Bilal Mugrabi who threw the hand grenade at the family uh, and devastated their lives. Um, and she has three schools named after her. So the message from Palestinian Authority leadership to the kids is, if you kill an Israeli, we're going to honor you, we're going to name a school after you, we're going to name a sporting event after you. Two weeks ago there was a, foot, a basketball tournament for girls named for the same terrorist, Bilal Mugrabi, who killed 37. So it's a constant messaging of the leadership that, on the one hand, Jews are subhuman, Israelis are subhuman, uh, Israelis are a terrible evil force in the world, just like Satan. Satan's an evil force in the world. Israel, and, and therefore, anyone who kills an Israeli is a hero. And that no one should be surprised that we're having now six months or seven months of, of Palestinian Authority terror, because you, you, you know, with so many youth and so many teenagers involved, because these teenagers were brought up literally in a in a closed environment of hatred, where they had almost no choice, uh, no choice but to, but to, but to hate, and, and that's the tragedy. These kids aren't even responsible, aren't even informed. The leaders are, the school system is, but the children, they're just victims of their own leadership's hatred. Uh, folks, we're speaking to Itamar Marcus, the director of the Palestinian Media Watch. And uh, Itamar, uh, as we're closing out our first segment with you here, and again, we're gonna pick up with Itamar next week as well, um, Edomar, can you tell our listeners how they can get in contact with you and ways they can stay connected to you and the Palestinian Media Watch? So the best thing is to uh, go to our website, palwatch.org, that's P-A-L-W-A-T-C-H dot O-R-G, and on our website you can subscribe to uh, receive our uh, our regular updates. Uh, today we sent out uh, the, that video that I described to you earlier from Fatah, uh, with the attack and, uh, and the stabbing uh, recreation. We sent it out with subtitles so people can be updated on the latest material, and then they can help by sending that material to their congressmen, sending that material to the media, uh, encouraging the United States government, which is funding with hundreds of millions of dollars a year to the Palestinian Authority, encourage them to be a little bit wiser with their money, to condition the money on the end of hatred, because the, the money that they're sending to the Palestinian Authority is being used to guarantee, guarantee that there's going to be hatred, conflict for the next generation. Okay, folks, so be sure to join us next week. We're going to be speaking again with Edomar Marcus. Edomar, thank you so much for being with us on this program, sir. Thank you very much for inviting me. Support for Israel is such a vital aspect of our relationship as Americans.
the American-Israeli relationship is incredibly important because of the values that we share miles apart. That's why I want to introduce you to Ally by Ambassador Michael Oren. This New York Times bestselling author's memoir of his time as Israeli ambassador to the United States, which was a period of transformative change for America and a time of violent upheaval throughout the Middle East. This book provides a frank, fascinating look inside the special relationship between America and its closest ally in the region, Israel. Get your copy of Ally today at foiradio.org or call 888-343-6940. That's 888-343-6940. When you have a conversation with someone about the conflict between Israel and the Palestinians, it often seems as though you have to draw a hard line in the sand. You either stand on Israel's side or you stand with the Palestinians. And as I've spent the better part of 10 years studying the history of the modern state of Israel, I've come to the conclusion that I am a Christian who is pro-Israel and I'm not anti-Palestinian. Let me say that again. I am a Christian who is pro-Israel, and I am not anti-Palestinian. Now, you might be thinking that being pro-Israel and not anti-Palestinian is an oxymoron. How is it possible to not draw a line on this serious issue in the Middle East? Now, it's often assumed that if you're a friend of Israel, you must look down on the Palestinians or you consider them some type of second-class citizen or something of that nature. Well, let me say up front that I'm not an enemy of the Palestinians for two reasons. Number one, I am a human being. And even more importantly, I'm a Christian. I believe everyone is made in the image of God according to what God's word says. I sympathize with those Palestinians suffering under the corrupt leadership in the West Bank and the Gaza Strip. And quite honestly, most Palestinians are manipulated and marginalized, not by Israel. This is the reason I'm pro-Israel. It's not by Israel, which is often how they're portrayed in the media. Instead, they are manipulated and marginalized by their own leaders, manipulated and marginalized by surrounding Arab countries and countries that provide them with financial assistance, as well as the United Nations. They have come to rely on the lies spoken to them day after day from the leadership of the Palestinian people and the surrounding Arab countries, that one day they will return to their homes in Israel and erase the Jewish state. Did you know that there are more than 425,000 Palestinians living in refugee camps in Lebanon? And these... The Lebanese government denies them citizenship, basic rights, health, and educational services. And it's been this way since 1948. The billions of dollars provided by countries for the benefit of the Palestinians living throughout the Middle East are often siphoned straight to the Palestinian leadership. 
You know, recently, the European Court of Auditors, the ECA, revealed that the Palestinian Authority in the West Bank cannot account for more than $2.5 billion given to them between 2008 and 2012 by the European Union for the betterment of the Palestinian people. Where's that money? Where is that $2.5 billion? More than 71% of the Palestinian people believe their own government, the Palestinian Authority, is full of corruption and extreme mismanagement. That's a very large percentage of your population that don't trust you. In fact, in the past, as peace talks between Israel and the Palestinians were being negotiated, as they actually were being worked out, many Arab members of the Knesset, these are Arab Israeli members of the Knesset, the Israeli government, what they do is they turn their backs on the peace process after hearing this, that their homes will actually be governed by the Palestinians and not by the Israelis. They don't like the idea of their towns being transferred to the Palestinian Authority because they know something. They're better off as Israeli citizens than Palestinian citizens. During the civil war in Syria, the Assad government in Syria refused to allow humanitarian aid sent to the Palestinian by other countries. They, they, they essentially were starving Palestinian refugees in Syria to death. Where's the care? Where's the concern? Oftentimes, Israel is the one that is painted as the bad guy against the Palestinians. But so far, the Lebanese and the Syrians have no desire to incorporate these people into their culture. Instead, they prefer to isolate them and to keep them in refugee camps. You don't ever hear about them. It's a travesty that many of the Palestinian people who live within the Middle East find themselves stateless, poor, uneducated and trapped. No human who is made in the image of God should have to live in this manner, and they deserve better. But maybe it's not Israel's fault. This is often the best. Israel is usually the one that the fingers are often pointed to. But maybe it isn't Israel. Maybe it's the Palestinian leadership that needs to take better control of their situation. Maybe it's the Palestinian leadership that should be speaking truth to their people and not lies, to propagate lies to all of the refugees in different areas of the Middle East, promising things that they'll never get. Maybe they should take the money that they're getting from the EU and from the United Nations and from America and put it towards proper education. This is where it needs to begin. So I want you to join me next week because I want to share my concluding thoughts on why I'm pro-Israel and not anti-Palestinian. I think there's a great hope for the Palestinian people, but the problem is not Israel. In fact, join with me next week because next week I'm going to share how Israel is probably better the solution. Now, Apples of Gold, a dramatic reading from the life and ministry of Holocaust survivor Svi Kalisher. I have lost many jobs because of my faith. I had worked at one place for a long time, and the workers treated me badly because I believe in the Lord Jesus and shared my testimony with them. I was very surprised, therefore, 
when one of them recently gave my wife an invitation for me. That evening, my wife and I went to the appointed place. There were many people there. Most were from Meir Shiram, the ultra-Orthodox section of Jerusalem. I asked someone what was going on, and he said, We're having a celebration. One who was lost has returned to the faith. You will see the great hero today. Just then, the so-called great hero entered the hall. He was a young man with a long beard and curls. Everyone clapped. When I asked why everyone was applauding, he said, We're going to make you like him. He used to be as you are, but now he has returned to Judaism. The guest of honor spoke only a few words. I have changed. You can see my beard and curls. I am like you again. Everyone clapped enthusiastically. When it was my turn to greet him, he said, Do you recognize me? We worked together for a while. Now I am truly a Jew. I told him, Your beard and curls do not cover your sin. Your heart is as hard as stone. Do not say that, he whispered. You cannot speak freely here like you would at work. I said, If you really want to turn to God, a beard and curls will not help. The Lord said, You must come, take up the cross, and follow me. He became very agitated and said, Do not talk like that. These people can kill you. Do you have something to say? Yes, I replied. Does changing a man's clothes and growing a beard and curls mean his sins are forgiven? No, the man admitted, but it shows we are different from others. What you look like on the outside cannot change what you are on the inside. You cannot be right before a holy God simply by changing your outward appearance. The Lord must change your heart. How can you change your heart? he asked. I told him, I challenge you to read the Holy Scriptures. In Ezekiel 18, the Lord did not say to change our clothes. He said, Cast away from you all your transgressions and get yourselves a new heart. After this, all were quiet. Then one said, Oh, that someone would remove the dust from my eyes. I replied, God has said, Come now and let us reason together. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. God has revealed himself in the Bible, and in his word we can find how to have forgiveness of sin. Treacherous men tried to trap me, but the Spirit of God began to work in their lives. Perhaps the seed that was planted will one day grow into life everlasting. Apples of Gold. These readings are taken from a regular feature in our magazine, Israel, My Glory. 
If you've never subscribed to our bi-monthly magazine, I invite you to sign up for a free one-year trial subscription. Call our listener line at 888-343-6940, 888-343-6940. You can write to us at FOI Radio, P.O. Box 914, Belmar, New Jersey, 08099. Once again, that's FOI Radio, P.O. Box 914, Belmar, New Jersey, 08099. Or simply visit us at foiradio.org. That's foiradio.org. Next week, Palestinian Media Watch founder and director Itamar Marcus comes back on the program. Itamar is one of the foremost authorities on Palestinian ideology and policy. A longtime friend of our program, it's great to have Itamar back with us as he uncovers the truth about what we don't often hear in Western media. Our host and teacher is Chris Katolka. Our associate producer and engineer is Tom Gallion. Mike Kellogg read Apples of Gold, and our theme music was composed and performed by Jeremy Strong. Once again, I'm Steve Conover, executive producer. If you would prayerfully consider supporting the ministry of the Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry, you can find a donate link on our website to learn more about the ways you can support us. Once again, foiradio.org. The Friends of Israel Today is a production of the Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry. We are a worldwide Christian ministry communicating biblical truth about Israel and the Messiah while fostering solidarity with the Jewish people.